Life is a roller coaster in itself. The knowns and the unknowns, the struggle, the joys and disappointments, the trauma, the loss, and all the moments in between that seem to come full circle. In the midst of the lives we live daily, oftentimes unexpected curveballs enter into our airspace. Those moments compiled affect us in the physical, immerse themselves within our mental, emotional, and spiritual beings. These moments are powerful and create a story, your story, a story where you can be empowered to thrive and not just survive. This is the Power of the P podcast. Welcome back to the Power of the P podcast. This is Tiffany Cepeda here. We also have Yanira, our co-host, and we are so excited to dive into a really interesting topic today. It's one that I don't think is talked about enough, and we've actually gotten a lot of feedback from people saying that, man, this is such a good raw and real subject that not a lot of moms or parents in general, I think, talk about. So the theme of today is why so many moms love their kids but really don't like parenting and i'm so excited to jump right into this i feel like we have so many thoughts we also did a whole poll on social media so i'm excited to kind of share some of those results too yes definitely excited about talking about this topic um it's a really this is a really good topic it's really a difficult um we're talking about parenting um we do love our children right um but parenting is hard there's no manual um I wish there was but there's not right so some of us we wing it as we go through it right because it changes and that that's the reality of it parenting changes everything so I'm excited to dive into this one yes me too it really does it changes everything so One thought that I have had since becoming a mom is honestly since day one, and I kind of write this in my upcoming book uh, on parenting, but this one particular thought, it has been ingrained in me since the day I brought Quinn home from the hospital was like, man, this is not what I expected it to be. (laughs) Like uh, nobody prepares you. I feel like nobody really prepares you for what it's like to be a mom. In fact, I was doing a lot of research um, in regards to parenting and just kind of getting a feel of society. And and I was reading on a psychology today, actually, it was talking about how so many parents are not prepared to be parents. And they go into it thinking it's going to be one thing, and then it totally alters your life in a way that you didn't even expect. And it's not that parenting is bad. It's, I think, a lot more than many people bargain for. Absolutely. And so they get into it and then you almost feel stuck, but then you feel guilty for feeling stuck. But then I also have talked to a lot of people who are like, man, it's the biggest fulfillment of my life. Like this was the missing piece. And, but majority of people don't necessarily feel that way. Um, and, and so they mask it, whether that's with work or the, you know, we talk about those fake social media posts, you know, where it's like, Oh, you know, motherhood is the best thing ever. When in reality, yes, it is a huge blessing and we're not discounting that at all whatsoever. In fact, I've gone through the whole infertility thing as well. And so I know what a blessing it is to be able to have a baby, but it's also one of the most challenging, like the most incredibly challenging and overly 
demanding jobs I feel like any human being on the planet can have when you take it seriously because there's a whole level of responsibility and I think that's the one missing piece not many people talk about is the responsibility and the weight that so many moms and dads feel when it comes to the whole parenting world it's so true you know and also you know when you have your first child you know it's it's one thing but then when you start having and growing your family it's there it's it's constant change you know and so it's a constant change with constant adjustments and so some people adjust some people don't let's just be real you know there it's difficult and it's hard there's no manual you're not prepared you just you know it just it's a every stage of parenting is different and it's going to look different you're going to have your ups and, and your lows whoever says that you know it's parenting it's smooth and you know oh my gosh it's glorious at some point there and yes and again like you said we're not discounting you know that we love our children and you know any of that stuff but what we are saying is that parenting is challenging it is hard and it's okay to be real about it and that's what i think this podcast is about it's about let's be real let's talk about it let's just say hey there are moments in parenting that listen it's not pretty it's not let's talk about the ugly stuff but because we can feel and we know what the joyous moments are and we can experience that and we have but at the same time there are times that as a mom i go to my closet and i cry i cry because i'm exhausted i'm tired i have to adjust you know constantly adjust um i have five kids so i have to adjust my the way i treat each and every one of my children because they're different so i can't expect to treat them all the same because i have to as a mom adjust and cater to everyone in their the way that they can understand so yeah it's a lot of work and it's work it is. It is. And I want to make this super clear too. Would you say or have like be safe to say that the love that we have for our kids, it, it doesn't equate to how hard parenting is, yes. you know, like our love for our kids is obviously undeniable and how we express that obviously every kid has a different love language and not every parent is in tune with that that's something else we're going to kind of dive in later but um i think most parents really do try to be in tune with their kids and the type of love language like how do they receive love because how i receive love as a mom um and just as an individual is going to be very different than all my kids each kid is going to have a very different personality a genetic makeup they have a different purpose a different destiny and to put them all in a box like okay this is the one way I'm going to serve you guys love so to speak it's not going to feel like love to every single one depending on their makeup right and so I I want to say like yes we love our kids so much you know we would die for them but it doesn't mean that parenting is easy just because we love our kids parenting takes work and intentionality and I think we live in a society where it can be kind of hard to find that balance of being intentional and being present and really being a good 
example of what a parent is. Um, I feel like that's really hard today to find. It is. It is. It's really, it is hard to find. Um, especially when I feel like we're living in such a busy world and not only busy, but also distracted. And so how do you find a balance in parenting? That's the question too. It's like to ask ourselves, okay, because already as moms also, we're wearing so many hats. Um, how do you find that middle ground? Where do you find the balance? How do you um, prioritize? You know, so these are all real questions that I feel we need to start asking ourselves because, you know, it is exhausting and it's it takes a toll. And again, we're going to keep repeating this throughout the entire podcast today. It doesn't diminish the love that we have for our children. The love is there. But parenting, I, I, I would separate the two. You know, I would say that the love that I have for my children is aside from parenting. What does parenting mean to you? What does it look like? And I think it's also how we were raised. Mm, that's so true. You know, how we how we were raised and how we are going to raise our children as well. And so do you and your spouse have, you know, like certain rules on how you're going to, have you spoken already and how you're going to raise your family? So it's it's a lot it's a lot and this is big so i think that there's a lot of questions that we need to dive deep and ask you know those questions within ourselves how to create that balance you know and again it's hard it's hard because it's every home is different every person is different every you know if we grew up with a certain type of trauma do we project that on our children we just don't know it but it's you know it's so it can yeah. go so many different ways right it's so true so. yes that's so true parenting is such a complex thing i don't feel like it's a obviously it's not a one size fits all i say that all the time because it's just not but you're right we all have very different upbringings and different backgrounds and what we feel has been a good example or maybe a bad example and a lot of times what we learn we either want to change um, if we didn't have a good experience or we want to, you know, emulate that in our new family. So people are like, man, this was a good experience that I want my kids to experience this. And so a lot of us, you know, kind of grow from there. That's like our baseline yeah. is our own childhood experiences and examples that we've had or seen even maybe from friends, parents or mentors and how like, I remember spending a lot of times I had a bro very broken home. I didn't feel like I had the best example of what marriage was. So I spent so much intentional time being at my pastor's houses and going to my mentor's houses and attending their kids, you know, sports events and their gymnastics and their birthday parties and just having dinner over at their house once a month. Like I loved being able to, and I'm very grateful that they opened up that opportunity for me, but I loved being able to be a part of somebody else's element, so to speak, to see how it is outside of what I was raised with. And honestly, I think that's what's made me a very, what I would consider a well-rounded parent because I've seen firsthand so many different styles and then also my own experiences and my own childhood traumas that I've, you know, worked a lot through has really allowed me to kind of have this big picture perspective on how I parent. And I want my kids to be extremely well-rounded and I don't believe there's a one size fits all. And I believe it has to be tailored to each person. But you're right, finding balance, I think, can be such a challenge. And it's going to look different for every person. Like we co-parent, you know, with our exes. And so that's a whole nother dynamic. Not a lot of people talk about yes. blended families. 
we have a blended family you know Nelson has kids from his previous as well and so um and we don't have them full time but that's what I mean like the time sharing that is really difficult especially if you have a high conflict you know person that you have to deal with and so how do you find balance and parenting and get on the same page and at the end of the day it's all about the kid and making it smooth and a very graceful peaceful process for them because you don't want to recreate trauma right for your kids so I think that's another aspect that that can be hard and I would love to kind of dive into that um but at the end of the day I have a question And we've had some people ask, you know, they want to talk, what is the most difficult age or like stage in parenting? What do you think? Actually, I think you're the one that told me this. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, I was shocked. Um, (laughs) And I guess it makes sense. You know, it does. Once you dive in a little bit deeper into it and you really look into it. But while I was doing a little research and that question popped up, it said eight to like 12 year olds and even into like the teen years and I was like eight year olds and I'm like why eight year olds I, I was thinking like oh they were going to start more younger like twos right toddlers toddlers right that's what I was thinking and then when I said it said eight and I was like okay let me read a little bit more and then it started talking about that's when the eye rolls the talking back begins those are the that's the stage of life where they start to kind of get into more of their personalities and start even though some personalities you know they start a little bit more younger but this is where the eye roll begins it's what they were this research was saying and so I was shocked I was like eight-year-olds really but then I was like okay that kind of does make sense because you know as at this point they're already established also in school and so they probably also picking up stuff from other people and you know so I was in shock when I when I heard eight-year-olds but thinking about it it does really make a lot of sense that that's where it would begin so I was like wow okay that is so interesting because yeah. I definitely thought it was going to be toddlers. toddlers man I'm gonna be honest guys and if you watch my stories this last week on Instagram <laughs> my kids my three they're it's like triplets because I have the twins are three right now and then we have Cannon who is two. Oh my goodness my first was so easy, like a cakewalk. I'm like, can we just duplicate you? <laughs> but honestly, no, they're all such a blessing, but their personalities are all so different and they get along very well together. They just get into so much stuff. Like I've never had to be so on top of like my kids all the time. And I'm like, I just want to be a fun mom. You know, like I just want to be able to have fun and play and, you know, do all of these mom and son activities and um that's just not the stage we're in right now and so I know it will get there but you know my husband we have this like he's very um what is the word he loves metaphors he's very into like imagery and stuff when he explains things and he always reminds me he's like gotta pluck the seed now before it becomes a tree trunk because then you'll never be able to knock it fully down you know it will just continue to grow regrow those branches of bad behavior or bad habits you know and um and that's so true I think sometimes we we don't like it I think this is the this is the core of what I have found and what I've been researching and even just talking to you and just real life moms and parents the hardest thing 
why number one reason why people don't love parenting is it's exhausting but not just because it's exhausting it's the having to be consistent all the time 24 7 you never get a day off ever and of course we have those moments that we hold on to and you see those instagram posts of this is why i love motherhood and they're holding their child you know and snuggling and yes those are all great but that's not the 24 7 behind the scenes picture and for a lot of parents, I've also had to work and come home and have a nanny and all that. Like, I know that life too. And I also know the whole stay at home mom life. I've done it all. And e- both of them are equally hard in different ways. And it's just, it's nonstop. Like, it's just nonstop. And it doesn't stop. Like, people tell me, oh, it's going to be so much better when it get, you get when they get older. I don't agree with that because the older they get, the smarter they're getting, the quicker they're processing and learning. Technology is constantly growing and changing and getting ahead of us if we're not on top of it as parents. And a lot of parents don't stay on top of that. So it gives them a level up um, to explore bad things, bad habits, look at bad pictures, you know, be involved in games that we think are good that are actually promoting, you know, pedophilia and all of these things. And, and we have no idea. And so if you are not on top of it all the time, like you have to be on top of your kids, even in the puberty stages that like they say that eight to 15, because it is just as hard, but in a different way, because they really don't want to be told Mm -hmm. no or have boundaries and so I think a lot of moms and dads we just get so worn out that it's so at least from what I've seen and talking to other parents is they get so worn out they just want to be like I give up okay you know you do what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. and you'll deal with your own consequences later but that's not intentional parenting and that's creating a generation of one entitlement Mm -hmm. and two bad behavior that a lot of you know, the generation up and coming thinks is good behavior and many would consider being non-judgmental, but no, you should be, everyone should be judgmental to some sort, which is going to be a controversial thing here, because if you say yes to everything, you have no boundaries. So you have to use wisdom. Wisdom is judgment. You have to have good judgment. You have to have wisdom. And I think teaching our children at a young age, in the twos, in the threes, in the fours, so by the time they are the 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, when they are now tree trunks, they've formed these habits, they have wisdom, they have discretion, they have discernment, and they are confident. You cannot be confident if you don't have wisdom and discretion and discernment. And that's why you become, like scripture tells us, a a wave that's just tossed by the wind. Because you will go wherever somebody tells you to go. You will do whatever somebody says is the in thing. You want to experiment and explore in all these different areas instead of having clarity. Yes. And discipline brings clarity. Saying yes and teaching your kids what to say no to brings clarity. And setting those boundaries, the healthy boundaries at a young age gives them security. It's not fun. It is effing exhausting. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. There are days I cry like you because I'm like, I'm just so tired. You know, it feels like it's never ending. And then there's days where I'm like, man, the day's going by so fast. It was such a great day. And it's a roller coaster ride. It is. It's a complete roller coaster ride. And it's also a carousel ride. It just keeps going and going and going and going. Um, it is it is the most difficult. And again, every stage is so different, you know, and every and all of them as they grow up are very different. You have to 
parenting is adjusting to every stage and they're gonna have you're gonna again you're gonna have those good days and those bad days but how do you handle the bad days you know how do you and everything that you're saying is just so good it is just it's so good and it's so true and we have to as parents also we got to teach them right we got to discipline them we got to teach them how to set the boundaries and all of that which is great really good because again they're also learning from us but if we're those parents that are trying to establish you know um just healthy children and to grow up to be to to be healthy like my have a healthy mindset you know we have to be intentional about how to create that and how to create it for each and every one of our children because they all learn differently um but it's so difficult and then again that's where we go back to as a mom going in that closet you know, crying because it's every day is going to be different. Every day is going to be challenging. And let's just be real. There's just some days that I don't want to get up out of the bed. I don't want to get up and I don't want to parent. Can we just be real? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, there's days I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to have pajama day. <laughs> we're all in our pajamas. Yes. I've, we've been doing that so much this summer. <laughs> See, and it's, that's what I mean. It's like, and those are days that are, it's okay also, you know, because I think we, we also are so hard on ourselves to the point where or it's so exhausting that we're just like oh another day is going by and I just don't want to get up out of this bed I just don't it's work it takes work and it's we see prior to being parents we have all these expectations of what parenthood looks like right yes and so we have all these expect i call them false expectations this is why i don't like having any type of expectation because it's a it's it's just it's not real it's it's false right we're setting ourselves up for something that we really don't know so we're for parenthood we're creating these expectations that we expect oh parenting is going to be this it's going to be bliss and you know my baby's not going to cry and it's not going to be colicky and you don't know what colicky is until you finally have a baby and then oh my gosh oh my gosh my baby is colicky what am I going to do you know it's it you can't in parenthood it's just something that you got to throw the expectations out the window because it is so unpredictable to to all the way to their adulthood or you know however old they become but it's it's a constant and it's 24 7 and you have to you're either committed or you're not you're the consistent or you're not but you also have to give yourself grace because parenthood is not easy so thinking of the whole picture of what parenthood is we just have to give ourselves grace and just say i'm doing the best that i can you know, and 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 just move on with life and treating our ch- our children and raising them and teaching them and disciplining them and setting the boundaries. And again, they're not going to like us. Let's just be real. Yeah, not all the time. And that's OK. Yeah. yeah that's but that's okay. also where you have to, like you're saying, have grace for yourself. And no, I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to raise you to be the best version of yourself. And sometimes that means going through a season of pain. Yes. Just like my book, like pain can it. empower you. But you have to get through that little season of pain so you have a lifetime of peace. Yeah, that's so good. And and it's true. Pain will teach you something. If you just pay really close attention, pain will really teach you. And it could it and pain is temporary. 
It's not meant to last and it's not gonna last. It's how you get through it. And so as as moms, as parents, you know, our children are not gonna like us when we try to discipline them or set the boundaries and they're just, they're not. And you know, a lot of people say, oh, so-and's my my child, my boy or my girl, they're stubborn or they don't like, they're going through this rebellious stage. And let's just be real, we went through it too. I went through it when I was a child too. And, you know, it's it's something that we have to, as a parent, just really get down to it and not give up. It's a lot of not giving up and a lot of prayer. Because that's for me, praying for my children is my number one. Because I know, and I tell my kids all the time, I'm not perfect. If you expect for me to be a perfect mom, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not. I'm not a perfect mom and I'm going to, there's going to be failures and I'm going to make mistakes because I'm a human being and I'm not perfect and I'm not going to do it right all the time. But if we get this together and we can together, you know, let's, let's get through it together. And I think that that's the best way of make, I don't want my children to know that oh mom has it all together oh everything that you say you have it you know it's right and I'm wrong and no I want them to also understand that I'm a human and that I don't parenting doesn't come with a manual and that I just don't you know oh you're acting this way well how old are you okay let me go back (laughs) into this manual let's see 15 years old let me see what the manual says let's just it's not so I'm not you know what I mean it's like I'm not I'm real I'm a human and I'm trying to get through this along with them and so it's a lot of talking oh my goodness yes and I love that you said that like being real with your kids because it actually sets an example a very tangible example uh, for them to see what it means for for you to give yourself grace it shows them how to do that for themselves and to know that when they experience you know, hiccups, mess ups, hard times that they also can give themselves grace yes. to. And, and that in itself avoids this whole perfectionism yes. mindset because that is impossible. It's great to always strive for best, but when striving for your best becomes your everything, then that's when perfectionism sets in. And I think there's one big thing that I have, I've learned is going on lines of what you were just saying, talking. I talk to my kids all the time and I explain the why behind everything because I don't ever want them to think that I'm just telling them Mm -hmm. what to do. They need to critically think for themselves and understand why I'm telling them what to do or what not to do or giving them advice or wisdom on this or preparing them for, you know, this season of life or this event at school or whatever it is right and we have a lot of real life conversations we talk about the whole non-binary thing that's going on in our culture right now how to handle that and i very and that's a whole nother podcast we'll talk about and i'm sure it's gonna be controversial but you know what these are things that we have to talk about yeah (laughs) we're raising kids in a world that is just completely flipped upside down and so preparing your kids Mm -hmm. educating them having the sex talk with them in a very educational but very calm and um comfortable manner you know so it's not traumatizing to them and talking about 
hey, you know, like sometimes they'll just be grumpy. Yeah. And they just had a long day at school, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll be like, hey, buddy, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and giving them space to have their yes. feelings yes. and to talk about their feelings. And sometimes we're like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, are you sure? You seem kind of off. Did anything happen? Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell mommy anything and they'll open up, you know, and normally talk to me. And I'm like, well, I'm. thank you for sharing that. And it's okay to feel grumpy today. And it's okay to feel upset. Uh, but we never act on those emotions. Yes. Instead, we talk about them. And we can come up with a solution together on how to fix it and how to handle it. And I think when you approach parenting like that with a calm communication and when they're throwing a fit, like right now in our toddler stage, oh my gosh, fits and the stubbornness and the sneakiness, it's so real. We do timeouts and we have a, you know, go sit on your bed because their bed is a place of peace. Some people disagree like, oh, you shouldn't punish in your room. No, I will because I want them to know that it's okay for you to go rest and have a minute to yourself. I'm an adult and I need a minute to myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. So teaching them at a young stage Mm -hmm. how to be mindful of their nervous system Mm -hmm. as a toddler will greatly benefit them as a teenager, as a a young adult, as an adult on how to self-regulate their own nervous system and how to have Mm self-control and how to know that it's okay. I can take a minute and feel all my feelings, even if I'm I'm angry, even if I'm upset or I'm sad or I'm frustrated and let them have that space to do it. And I always say, okay, you can come downstairs and, uh, you know, talk to mommy when we are feeling better and when we have a better attitude and it allows them permission to own their stuff just like I teach them I own my stuff like you were talking about and I love that like I think approaching parenting regardless of the personality of your kid it opens up space in this manner to let them be them and to process how they feel and who they are sometimes on their own and that's okay and then it gives them the freedom to know mom and dad are always there to listen when I'm ready and it doesn't it's not pushy it's not demanding you're not teaching them how to throw a fit or a temper tantrum because they didn't get their way you're acknowledging the feelings but you're also correcting them in a healthy way does that make sense and so I don't know that's how we approach a lot of our parenting styles because our kids are all so different and it has worked so freaking well like they are just such well-rounded kids already That's so good. And, you know, you're also, I think you mentioned this too. It's giving them that that space, but it's also a safe space. So I think that you're opening up this area for them to know, you know, you did something that wasn't supposed to, you weren't supposed to do. So you're correcting it. You're giving them their space, but you're giving it to them in a safe place and also where the behavior is not acted out on so meaning you know they're not you know throwing or punching or you know what I mean that's a whole different you know they it's more taking that time and I and I think that that's really important that when they also see that we also struggle and that we also take time for ourselves to decompress and just 
they're 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 it's from a young age you know they're modeling after us so when they see that it's so healthy for them to just take that time to sit down and and just think about it and then come back and gather around and let's talk about it Mm -hmm. that's okay you know there's nothing wrong with coming and that's for me like it's just talk and it you're never gonna stop talking let's just be real you're gonna start talking from (laughs) the moment they start under from the moment they're born let's just be real you're talking and you're pouring and you're giving you're giving a lot of who you are into this person and you know that takes that takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to be able to raise another person you know it is such a huge blessing that the lord has given us our children and i just can't can't say that enough you know our children are just humongous blessings but it is a huge responsibility like you were saying it is really big and it's it i will never stop saying this you will never not stop talking and i would say that talking is just the most healthiest thing that you can have with your toddler your teenager your adolescence your teenager it you will always just talk and talk and talk and I don't care I will talk till I'm blue in the face but I want my children to know that you know this is an open dialogue and we're gonna get this together you know there's a lot of different parenting styles also a lot of people have different some people agree with us some people don't agree with us every home is different every home is tailored parenting is tailored differently to what their home looks like um and so also, like you were saying, co-parenting, you know, we have two different homes. You know, my children, we split 50-50, so they go back and forth between their father and my house. And so it's difficult when they're, and let me just say, that is not easy. It is the hardest, most frustrating feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be you. real. And nobody yeah. talks about nobody it. Nobody talks about it. I don't complain I rarely ever talk about it because I don't like to complain about it, but it is actually just as of this year, and it's been, what, six years now? Yeah, it's been six years for for us to share and go back and forth as well, 50-50, but um, just this year, it has taken six years to get to the point where it's actually finally peaceful. And even, you know, like our son is very, he's so used to it. He, he just knows his days. He's very happy about it. But that's because we've worked so hard to make it a really positive experience. Mm-hmm. Like he has no trauma from it. It's all he knows. He really loves going back and forth, like truly. And he is a very well-rounded, humble, loving, happy kid. Mm-hmm. And I ask, I check in with him all the time. Hey, buddy, are you happy? How do you feel? You know, and he's always like, I love my life. And and it's just the biggest blessing to hear that from someone that goes back and forth, you know, because you never know what's happening on on the other end when you're not there all the time. But I think learning how to let go and trust the Lord that, okay, Lord, you have him when he's not with me, you know, because it is two different parenting styles. But the the thing is, and even Nelson, we've talked about, we talk about this all the time. Consistency is key is. because he also shares custody, you know, and that's the number one thing. The more consistent you are, the more stable they will always feel with that's you. a hundred percent correct. I agree with that a hundred percent. When a child sees consistency and 
and, and I'll, I'll just be honest. I'll be in, in with my five children. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about, um, my, my second oldest, um, with my first oldest, I was at home. So I was able to, you know, raise her more, I experienced more with her, got to see her crawl and, you know, her, her walking and all of that. And it was great and it was awesome. But then when I was pregnant with my second child, I was working full time. So after I had her, she was with my mom, you know, so my mom would watch her, babysit her and be with her. And so then for me, when it was actually time I had her, which, you know, it's hard because I was a single parent and I, you know, I was full time working as well. So I was able to remember certain things with my first child, but I missed a lot from my second child. And so it was hard to, you know, so she's, she's really, it's different. You know, the whole dynamic is all different. And so you know, even with my children now that have, we have the co-parenting and the 50-50, like you're saying, it is, it, there's, see, children are also really resilient. And like, for example, Quinn and my daughter Mia, like, and Anthony, you know, I'll talk more so with Mia because she's younger. She's like Quinn's age. They don't, they see this as the normal you know, they, and a lot of people are like, oh my God, I feel so sorry. And I'm so, you know, that they have to go through, all, but they don't know any, they don't know it. Cause even Mia doesn't know, like it's normal for her. Cause she already knows her days. She already knows, you know, and it doesn't, she's not like, she's not bothered by it. She's not showing any signs of, you know, distressed or stressed or, oh my gosh, you know, like, oh, I have to go. Like, it's not like that for her. And it's, it's completely different. But again, it's different for her than what it is for my other two older ones. But co-parenting in two different, you know, um, homes is very difficult. Um, and wow, it's a lot of adjusting to, it is very frustrating. It is very challenging. Um, and it's definitely not something that is easy. It's very hard on the parent, you know, it's really hard to, again, it's hard to see my babies go. Cause again, like you were saying, I wish I had them, you know, under my, my eye all the time, but you have to trust and you have to, and it's a stage. You have to go through all the stages of when you're, you know, actually going through a divorce. That's another stage that I didn't expect, which I'm so grateful for you because you were, we were able to talk about this, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm in this stage and what do I do? You know, it's like, and you were able to like, it's great to have a community of moms that are able to, you know, trust them too and talk to them and be able to talk about parenting together you know that's safe and non-judgmental absolutely absolutely that's a hundred percent correct because I don't want to be around anyone that is going to judge me on my the way that I parent I want to be able to just be myself be vulnerable but have be in a safe place with someone that's not going to judge me that is going to be like you know what I've been there and I experienced that too you know and be able to to just have that conversation and that dialogue of just let's have this parenting talk and let's just be real, you know, and let's experience, let's talk about our experiences and just, you know, help each other out because listen, this is not an easy walk. It really isn't, but we need each other. 
And I think that that's what you are for me. And, you know, I am, you know, we talk about this a lot together and we experience it a lot. So, yeah. I feel the same way about you, honestly. Such a blessing. I just love you. And I agree. It, it is a challenge. And I will say this. I think um, the love that we have for our kids that's what keeps us going, at least for me. You know, I can't speak for everybody else, but I know for me, the love that I have for my kids is what keeps me going every single day and makes me wake up every single day. And I always ask the Lord, Lord, help me to parent the way you want me to parent today. Because every day is different and every day is a different challenge. And some days feel like Groundhog Day when you're home all the time. Like you're saying a carousel, you're like on this hamster wheel. Um, But with that said, every kid needs to be parented differently. And you can have the same set of ground rules, so to speak, but how you communicate those, how you empathize with your kids, you know, how you listen to them, how you give to them, how you love them, like all of these things are have to be tailored to each child. And I think when we don't do that, that's what creates a lot of, um, I don't want to say trauma because that's kind of a strong word, but it creates a lot of these gaps that when they get older, they feel like, man, I missed that or I didn't feel I got this. And we're not going to ever be a perfect parent. This is something I'm literally in therapy over. I'll just be honest is feeling like I have to be this perfect parent all the time because I have this fear that I'm going to like, you know, not do something or, you know, say something and that could like ruin my kid for the rest of their life or I don't know. Like I just overthink everything, you know, but that's the perfectionism in me. And so one thing, it's like my new mantra is you don't have to be a perfect parent to be a good parent. And, And that's true. It's like going back to what you're saying is giving yourself grace and also being very reflective with your kids to teach them what that looks like too when you're honest and open with them. Of course, there's certain adult conversations that don't need to be had with your kids. Let me clarify that. But it is okay for you to just be like, hey, you know, sometimes I'll be like, hey, buddy, you know, sorry, mommy didn't hear you. I wasn't trying to ignore you. I was helping your brothers, you know, like I, I try to make sure that I acknowledge so that way they don't feel misunderstood or misheard. And that's what I'm talking about. And these little moments, right? These little snapshots of our day, it's okay as moms, as dads, as parents to, um, just admit like, Hey, I fell short here, you know, because there's going to be times that they fall short and, and that's okay too. I want to just hone in on that you're a good parent, you know, and you're never going to be perfect. And just like Yanira said, give yourself grace because that no one else is going to give you grace. So if you don't learn how to give yourself grace, your kids won't give you grace unless you teach them what that's like and what that means. They just won't. They will have this expectation. And I think setting the expectations with your kids in your home, whether you are a full-time parent, whether you share custody, whatever whether you have a blended family, whatever your situation is, it is so important to kind of lay those ground rules down and just be open and real with them and and create that space and that time. Like we do every single week, we do um, pizza night, we do an activity together as a family, and we also do family movie night. Like the kids look forward to those things. Those are times that we 
find balance, like we're talking about coming back to the beginning of our topic today, of how to balance parenting and intentionality with time. You know, sometimes it's hard. You can't be there 24-7. And I remind my kids, hey, I'm not going to be with you 24-7 when you're an adult. And there's going to be times where you're going to have to know this, 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 and this, you know, and be able to do these things because mommy's not always going to be there every day. And I work on these character things. That's something else I've been working on is, um, in fact, my therapist suggested it because I love goals. (laughs) And I was like, I don't feel like there's any goals in parenting and it's driving me crazy. (laughs) I feel like it's just a nonstop thing, you know, she's like, no, like you have to, it's all about rethinking it. And I was like, that's true. You know, reframing your thoughts. And, um, she's like, you can't have goals. So she had me come up with this character chart Mm -hmm. and she's like, you need to list like for each kid, what character, um, traits do you want them to develop? you know and I was like man that's good and so, like, check them off as you you know see them being accomplished and as you yes. work towards them and the, I'm a huge huge advocate for developing character mm-hmm. in a person and your heart attitude I just talked yes. about this the other day on um, one of my reels but your heart is everything like everything will come outside of like your actions will fl- will overflow because of your heart. And it talks about that in scripture. But I've also been reading this book. It talks about that, how any sort of attitude, defiance, like these are heart character attitudes that have to be honed in on. And it's not, and a lot of times as parents, I think it's so easy to just want to correct the behavior, but you have to correct the heart issue. Yes, There is always a heart issue behind a behavior. That's Absolutely. basically the bottom line. And so we're like that as adults. Kids are like that. And if you don't check it, right away and nip that and teach them why we need to correct this and why instead we should be this way or do this or think this way instead then it will grow and become their belief system like their core belief system as an adult and that will make or break you as a person right and so I'm a huge advocate of like developing character and heart attitude and so um I don't know just to any if anyone's listening but um I we were researching, like, I'm gonna, we're going on this rabbit trail. I don't know. We could talk about so many I know, things. I know. It's like, it's true. We'll just keep on going. So <laughs> we're going to try and bring it back in because um, we do need to wrap up. But um, when it comes to the difficulty of parenting, like, why parents don't love parenting, these are four of the majority. And so I wanted to kind of yes, go through them real quick because yes, I thought they were so interesting. So, Inadequate or problematic parenting styles, basically due to these, many children usually develop traits that are either like unlikable or intolerable, whether it be, you know, anxious behavior, unruly, defiant, hostile, um, just demanding. I mean, all all of these different, like we're talking about these negative character traits, right? A lot of them come from a problematic parenting style, believe it or not. And sometimes that comes from maybe something we picked up in childhood right that we aren't even maybe fully aware of and it's just coming out naturally in our kids or maybe what we saw or we experienced as a kid and not many parents want to do the work that's the problem they don't want to look at themselves so instead we blame the children but a lot of times it's actually you need to look at yourself your your own heart Mm -hmm. attitude first before you can correct your child's heart attitude and teach them how and so I thought that was very interesting um number two many parents feel that they've had unfulfilled love or they have a hunger for love and care 
from their own childhood. And oftentimes that will actually play out in their parenting style. And so that can cause them to focus on these desires that they want to put onto their children or make their children kind of fulfill that missing piece that they felt they didn't get. And that's that creates a very unhealthy attachment style in your mother child relationship or, you know, um, what is it? father child relationship and so with that being said I think constantly being in check with yourself and that's why I'm a huge advocate of therapy therapy is not just for you know someone that's having a mental breakdown or anything like that of course yes that's good but therapy is brain health if you're not constantly taking care of your brain just like we go to checkups every so often right then your whole body, your whole behavior, the overflow of that is going to affect everybody and it always affects your immediate family first, yes. always your children, and then it seeps outward into right. your extended family, your friends, your coworkers, all of it. Absolutely. And so I'm a huge advocate of doing therapy once a month to constantly just be in yes. check and it's a great outlet to get coaching and advice. Like yes. it's another form of life coaching, honestly. True. And can I just add to that? I think that there's nothing wrong with also taking your children to therapy. And starting yes. at a young age. I mean, I've, I did that several times with my children. Um, I didn't wait till they were adulthood. A lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions of what therapy is. And you have to have a problem in order to, you know, to go to therapy and all of that. But it's also really healthy to also take your children at a young age. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. But it's also opening up, you know, what it looks like to have a healthy brain healthy mind have a healthy you know mental you know just how to be healthy it's okay so it's okay to take your child you know there and also have them go through some therapy as well um it's healthy it's good you know it's nothing there's nothing wrong we've done it several times and I must say that it was something that was very releasing for them it really and then when I got them back it was like a totally different person because they were more joyful because you can see that there was a release that they had it was like you know a relief that they left and so now they're able to because they're talking about you know their life or whatever it's okay to have your child also go to therapy so that's good that you said that love that I love that yes I am a huge advocate of that and I'm so glad you brought that up in fact that's actually a rule that we have before our kids graduate they have to go to therapy once a year just to be able to have you know that brain health check and it's like that free space for them to feel safe to be able to open up and maybe learn about how to process certain things in a different way according to their personality style or their development style or how they've perceived and received things um and it doesn't mean mean that you're a bad parent in fact you're a it's making you a good parent because you're promoting and teaching them how to have self-care in a very different way something that will last them a lifetime and it will prepare them for their future spouse or their future family so they can always be healthy because that saying always goes we do the best that we can based on what we've had and we always want to make it better well like you said you're not perfect I'm not perfect nobody is and so to give your kids that space where they can kind of process Mm -hmm. and understand how they process um, outside of just you as a parent I think can be so beneficial I love that so much 
Um, okay, number three. Many parents tend to use their children or like as projects of perfection, so to speak. So they desire them to emulate the exact traits of themselves, like as a parent. You see this very frequently in um, like fathers and sons. Mm-hmm. This is a very common thing, or even mothers and daughters, right? Yes. Where they want them to do all the same things they did and do dance just like they did and cheerleading and you know be in all the sports and be the best because you know the parent didn't get to achieve this level so maybe my child can live that and they try to live their dream uh, whatever that is it, it could even be a business or a certain profession I, I know many people whose parents like you have to be a doctor or nothing else instead of looking at them as individuals who have a very different genetic makeup than you do which is a fact and they also have a very different personality and they're gonna have a whole different destiny than you do as a parent and and that's okay like to encourage them in their unique journey and I think that can be really like a hard aspect too for some parents to swallow because that takes humility and it again self-reflection which not everyone wants to do that um and then lastly this was so interesting Mm -hmm. but i'm like man that actually is really true um and in many ways having children oftentimes reminds many parents that time is passing so fast and it actually tends to increase their anxiety of death like oh my gosh the older my kids are getting the closer i'm getting to death is option one and then option two is oh my gosh, what's going to happen to my kids if I die? Like, are my kids going to be taken care of? They're all so little. They can't fend for themselves. And that's where I struggle with personally. I think about that a lot. I want my kids to be able to be prepared and like able to, you know, survive on their own without me before I die because accidents happen I know a lot of moms that have died young and you know and and that's just kind of a a fear I work for but I was like man that is a good one I think a a lot of parents do struggle with that um on a different you know different levels of that but um nobody talks about that it's true I, I was just talking to my friend about that exact thing and it's she was telling me her fears of you know what if something happens to me who's going to take care of my children you know and I think that is mom's you know and also it's just the the culture of just all of our cultures are so differently but I know like in like most Puerto Rican you know family like the mom plays a huge role and so she takes on a lot of the responsibilities of the children and you know it's something like oh my gosh if I if I something happens to me you know who's going to care for my children and a lot of times you know we pick godparents and a god we so that when something happens to us the godparents will come in let's just be real most of the time it just it falls through the cracks. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, then you're really thinking about, oh my gosh, if something happens to me, who's still going to stay with my, my children, you know? And it's, it's so hard, but it's a real thought. It's a real thought. And, and we have thoughts that we don't speak about. Like this one is a good one. And I'm so glad that my friend was able to, you know, to say what her fear is. We don't talk about our real fears in parenting either. So you know, you even mentioned that, that that's something that it's really a, a fear, you know, that it's a thought that we think about and it's like, oh my gosh, what do we do? You know, I, I'm afraid of myself. Like, you know, what is going to happen? So it's a real thing. It's a real thought. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think all of these things together, 
our kind of amount to, and I'm sure there's so many other things that we haven't even covered because there's yeah. just not enough time. Yeah. But all of these things combined are really what contribute to many parents, the majority of parents' dislike of parenting, the actual thing, because it's a duty. It's a responsibility that is more weighty than anything really out there. I mean, you're shaping another person's life and soul perspective belief system i mean that is huge i mean we look at ourselves and what what we've gone through as individuals and we have that opportunity to do that to somebody else naturally because they just are a little sponge from the time they're born and so um i think the weight of that is what is so exhausting and i think a lot of parents don't like that level of responsibility where it's easier to just have the responsibility of a job versus the responsibility of literally forming and guiding a human being and that's a lot you know and especially when you have multiple kids like they're all so different and it takes like four times you you know (laughs) to to do all of it um even with having a spouse you know um but all that to be said the love of our kids ultimately is what keeps us going like we all just want to snuggle our kids and just have all the fun memories and like that does not take away at all um but like what we're talking about with the difficulty of parenting but they are kind of two different things in a way you know but at the same time they go hand in hand because that's what motivates you to parent well is the love you have for your kids and so hence today's series why so many you know parents love their kids but really struggle with parenting you know and it's normal you're not alone but um all that to be said we thank you so much for joining in sorry for the rambling on (laughs) i feel like we've covered so much went down some rabbit holes but we are just real raw people talking about real life things so stay tuned for next week and we will see you then